Um, I'm very close with my friend New from time to time. Every once in a while, I, uh, I like to just, you know, punch him out. Um, but it's not nice to hit a girl. It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gold with your host, Ken Ken. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Thank you all for listening. As usual, we have the uh, Canadian motocross personalities that everybody's here for, everybody knows and loves, Newfoundland. Uh, so I guess open question to both of you guys. Uh, you guys are lucky enough to be out there riding dirt bikes right now. So how's the riding out there this time of year? Uh, yeah, no, it's been good, actually. The weather's been been decent here in BC. We rode popcom last weekend popcom was kind of like the first weekend of uh quality riding um i guess you could say i mean popcom's been open for a little bit but it was a dump out there for the most part as far as just muddy and shit but last weekend was good and then uh we loaded up on wednesday and headed about six hours uh southeast into eastern washington to horn rapids and rode Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and came home today. And it was uh, it was epic to say the least. It was yeah. perfect conditions. A little chilly, windy, but uh, tons of Canadians down there. Bumped into lots of amateur kids. Uh, Braxton Zeitner was there. Tegan Kordenbach. Uh, a bunch of fast amateur kids from Canada that were down there, uh, getting ready, getting ready for the season because our first race is coming up here. Uh, not next weekend, the following weekend, Easter weekend. So. Um, yeah, it was good for the most part. Couple uh, had a couple crashes actually. Which is how's your cool. ass? No, bro, I feel good actually. I uh, oh fuck, my, here we go. My hands are good. Um, my body was a little bit stiff. My knees a little bit sore, but I don't know. So don't you're know. racing nationals now. You're not wrenching I, for GDR. And- <laughs> I am pretty close. I'm thinking to maybe pulling the pin. Let's do it one more year. Well, if you yeah, start whining about it, you probably allow the 350 that you got to put in the 250 class. Let's yeah, they, they, might that, they might change that rule for me. But Saturday to night at you, midnight. To be honest with you, I want nothing to do with that 250 class because that's the harder class. So Yeah, um, that's right. Yeah, no, I will not be doing nationals. But I will say, fuck, that bike is really good. Man. And it? obviously KTM is a sponsor of ours, but man, it is the ultimate vet bike uh like perfect motor in a sense like the right amount of power that you need for somebody like my skill or Galdi's skill for example um it's uh it's bike of the year i'm claiming it right now bike of the year the bike of the year wow okay wow well it's like it brings a little f- more fun back into it because you know what it's like golly riding 450s wait wait till you go to an actual race where you're going to be racing some fast guys and that roost is just peppering <laughs> off of you yeah you got a shit start because all some old guys on 450s got the jump somewhere yeah. it's a long start and they're just 
rapid firing fucking stones and rubber <laughs> and fucking everything. And then, no, you might be right. You might be right. Okay. It's the perfect practice bike, yeah. hero bike type. Of uh, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, are you going to ride the, will you ride the pro motos at Camlips? What do you mean? For at, the, your, for, at your race. Yeah. No, our first race is mission. Or I'm sorry, mission. Yeah. Bad, no, I'll ride pro. Yeah. No. I'll ride okay. Pro. We're uh, doing we actually, there. Soft soil. Yeah, we actually, yeah, we changed our format a little bit. We're going to do, last year we were doing three pro motos at our local races um, to kind of give the national guys that usually show up before the season starts, give them a little bit more riding. But we're going to clip it back to two, but we're going to do 25s, two 25-minute motos. So, oh, um, copy an AMO. Oh, are you doing 25s? Yeah, I did that three thing too, and it just, I don't know, it doesn't work out. No. It, it works it, out good when everybody's there. Yeah, but then no. when it when you get into the you know later five no four rounds in yeah. when nobody's there and you got yeah eight guys doing three yeah it doesn't work out because we go like our pro class probably mission and Kelowna Kamloops will have twenty guys on the gate right pro am twenty twenty five guys but then by the time the fall rolls around we got like six so yeah. it's it's yeah. like I'm you same. almost don't even want to run a pro class because there's like there's fucking nobody there right so yeah but, um, but anyways yeah we'll do the twenty five so that will be kind of kind of cool but yeah overall good weekend uh yeah for the most part so awesome well you also uh posted a pretty funny story on instagram today oh. <laughs> do you want to get yeah. into that now or do you want to get into it later like wow dude. <laughs> okay wow. so here so here's what happened so horn rapids the track is kind of in the little it's 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 out of town so when you long story short i left the track yesterday to go to the beer store which the convenience store but mm-hmm. I fucking forgot my wallet, and I was going to fill my truck up with gas. So the guy that I was with ended up buying the beer that I was going to the store for. <laughs> so I didn't get gas, but I had a quarter of a tank. So when you leave, instead of going towards town, you go the opposite way. And I'm like, okay, I got a, I got a quarter of a tank, and the gas station is 75 kilometers or 80 kilometers up the road. So I'm driving along, but I had the gnarliest headwind. I was oh. like literally wide open from the time <laughs> I left and going like 80 kilometers an hour. And I was just watching the fucking fuel gauge drop. And <laughs> my jerry cans were all empty because I just rode three days in a row. And I'm, I told Randy, I'm like, we're going to run out of gas. Like, there's no way that I'm making this. And sure as shit, I got three miles from the gas station and the fucking truck shut off. <laughs> And the literally middle of nowhere on a two lane road in the, in the desert of Eastern Washington. So I'm like, oh boy. well, there's a pedal bike, Meston's pedal bike or his fucking KTM 50, because I couldn't get my bike out of the, I would have rode my bike, Yeah. but I can't get my tailgate down with my truck hooked up to my trailer. So, and I couldn't get, I couldn't move my truck because my <laughs> truck was out of gas. Like I couldn't <laughs> unhook the, yeah. the trailer to get my bike out. So I, fucking blacked out and put a set of rubber gloves on because i couldn't find any gloves it was cold it was early this morning yeah and i did a six mile round trip on a ktm 50 down a highway <laughs> six miles nice <laughs> with a five five gallon jerry can so oh, so, yeah, so 195 pounds of me and uh wide open down the road um <laughs> With no helmet on, I don't even know why I didn't put a helmet on. Like I, I don't yeah, even, I don't even yeah. like why didn't I put my helmet on to the fucking gas station and then filled up five gallons of fuel, so another fifty pounds, 
and burned the tire. Both front and rear tires are just fucked on Messon's bike because oh, no. I rode it on the road the whole way. <laughs> oh, God. This sounds almost, you're like Ryan Wygant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you're you're the Canadian version of Jason Wygant right here with well, the story. This is beautiful. Yeah. Like so, it wouldn't even been better fucking messed his bike ran out of gas. Well, right there. Luckily, it away, would have yeah. ran out of gas, but I had probably about a half a liter or a liter of fuel left in his gas can. Oh, um, so dude. I filled it up before I went because nice. I would have ran out of gas. And fucking thank God I remembered to put gas in it because that would have been even add to the add to the story but yeah it was uh and you know what's crazy i pull into the gas station right like in this little town and there's like people at the pump and they're like oh nice dirt bike man like nobody was questioning <laughs> why was normal that's just how you yeah, do it why there. i'm yeah. on a fucking i'm it looks like a circus bear on this bike with a fucking gas <laughs> can with no helmet on and for a sunday drive all right right on with hey, a huge well, gas a can time, too yeah yeah this guy this guy's asked me so what's like the top speed on it and i'm like well <laughs> then i just drove it or rode it three miles down the road wide open i don't know probably does about 40 miles an hour <laughs> yeah that's, that's awesome. awesome anyways that's we uh Got uh, got the fuel back in and yeah, we we're good. How long? How long did it take you? Twenty minutes? Twenty five minutes? Not even. No, oh, it, okay. wasn't, it was it was three miles there, three miles back, and um, yeah, I don't know. Probably the whole disaster probably cost us an extra twenty five thirty minutes yeah. know, altogether. It's not so. too bad. Yeah. No. So you just talk about oh, all these Canadians, yeah, Canadians. They you, they just there was no convoy. There was, but they were quite a ways behind us. So by the time when I was coming back. Uh, towards the truck, they're all fucking passing me, and I'm coming to, <laughs> going down the road, and my they all knew because I messaged them, and they had fuel and stuff with them, but I was like, man, I don't want to fucking wait, like, and they they would have to pick me up or whatever if they I think they had gas, I don't remember. So, anyways, I just fucking I just did it. I did it for the Instagram. That was basically why I did it. So yeah, now you're gonna get some hits, man, for a couple yeah. follows for sure. Yeah, yeah, and get made fun of by my buddies. So. Yeah, I'm, this will last for a little bit. Actually, it's already over. It's done. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> yeah, it's lame. How about your weekend, Mr. Galt? Well, it's fucking not highlighted with any of that stuff, I'll tell you that. <laughs> uh, no, we we uh, took the family truckster down to uh, go for news today. It was beautiful weather, beautiful day. All three kids are racing now, so I uh, have zero time for myself. So the narcissism that I am is, or narcissist that I am is not working out well. No, I have to spend too much time with my family, man, and it's it's a struggle. I think I might need to talk to a, a doctor about my mental health. <laughs> why <laughs> Why were you riding a red bike today? Where's your Yamaha? Don't you have, you still uh, have a bike? I just didn't bother building it. <laughs> oh, I you, got but you it. Have one, right? Yeah, I got one coming here. It'll be. Uh, I, I have it was there Wednesday. Nelson at Saint Ange had to go pick it up. Yeah, and I'm like, man, don't worry about it. I got to go do this tomorrow. I couldn't be back Thursday. I had some stuff to do, and then Friday we were doing something else. Yeah. And then I'm like, yeah. And then Diggs is like, oh, I got a new spike here, the bike that you were supposed to have. Then I'm like, all right, I'll come down and moto that down. So I moto that down for I don't know half an hour or so, probably between a couple sessions in between the 250 riders that were out on the track, <laughs> zigzagging. Um, it was uh, it, the track was mint. It was a bit soft, super fun, but it was. Well, just like anybody right now, probably anywhere that's just looking to ride, right? Like Ontario, yeah. like you were saying, Ken, you still got two feet of snow where you're at. Yeah. Ontario yeah. basically just kind of lifted here in the last week or so, maybe not even. And uh, it was just like, okay, they're open. 
put gas in the bike, find your gear. If it fits, if it doesn't fit, doesn't matter. We're going down to cut laps. And it was so busy. It was so busy there. Today, anybody, but, uh, anybody fast besides yourself? Uh, no, you know what? No, I didn't really see anybody. I, I feel like anybody that was, uh, laying, I'm sure there was, I didn't, I was, again, I was more on the small track with my kids and then I was out there, yeah. but I didn't see anybody when I was out there. I was just blitzing by guys. So you think you wanted, you're feeling good news. Like yeah. just sign me up for round one, fly me out. I'm, <laughs> I'm in Dylan fill in, um, yeah. <laughs> Dylan, Dylan fill in right there. But, yeah. um, yeah, I was meant like the, the day was beauty. Um, I got a race tech rant later on about some stuff about today and, and stuff like that, that I can bring up later on, but, um, it was meant, it's good to get out on the bikes and all that stuff like that. But yeah, I don't have a highlight of me riding my kids 50 to get gas and, <laughs> and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, it was good. Good to see a few people I hadn't seen all winter long. Everybody's, everybody's pretty excited in Ontario. Again, I think we're a little more spoiled. I mean, BC more spoiled than Ontario and Ontario more spoiled than other places. But, uh, yeah. There was a lot of people just like so. I feel like it was almost like COVID lifted, you know. What I mean, yeah, they, yeah, just to get feeling. out of the house yeah. and get on the bike and get doing something and something that that makes people happy. There's a lot of smiles, a lot of a lot of happiness going around there today. Well, right so on. It was uh, good. So actually, was, this is perfect, Ken. It was a better start than just going right into the our sponsors. Now we could talk about get yourself a KTM 50, ladies and gentlemen. Because if you're in a pinch with no fuel, <laughs> go to KTM Canada. Get get in there. Get a 50. And it can supply you with the perfect, smooth ride to save your family in the middle of nowhere. Exactly. <laughs> this is what it does. And, it's uh, always a backup, the, yeah. The, the good transition there. If I, you know what? Now that uh, we'll, we'll get Allison to see that uh, your Instagram story, and maybe you can get some KTM bucks out there for promoting the brand so well today. Um, yeah. Although I would have liked to see your wife video you getting the bike in and out of the truck, because I feel like that might have been a funnier Things struggling, pulling your boots out of there or gas can <laughs> and moving it aside and yeah. then lifting the bike out of the side of the truck because you, you couldn't take it out the back. Well, I could get the tailgate halfway down and I just kind of oh, fucking, okay. I drug it out and Flopped then it. I needed Randy to help me put it back in. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't get it back <laughs> in by myself. We had to lift it up and then I uh, actually ended up taking, putting the foot peg through my fucking taillights. So yeah, that was another, oh, that's awesome. Another yeah. thing. So uh, yeah, cracked it. Love it. Crack the lens on my on my tailgate or on my uh, truck, but anyways, it is. Yeah, uh, big shout out though to uh, yeah KTM Canada supporting the Noof now, uh, chasing down um, the chicken Big Mac. I can't believe that that didn't get enough more traction. It should have. That was bullshit. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas Canada. Big shout out to those guys. Thank you so much for that group for supporting our podcast here, getting it off. This is year two of us doing it and have those guys supporting us, giving a couple funds, helping us get some new uh, equipment. Really appreciate that. So if you guys want to support someone that supports the sport, these guys uh, support uh, every amateur racing scene, uh, whether it's contingency or sponsorship, and they're here supporting the Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. And then Racetech. Racetech is the world's largest aftermarket motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory-level suspension to the everyday rider. They started doing suspension when Noof was still, you know, sucking on mummy. We'll just stop it at that. <laughs> so, and now he is riding on that suspension, Noof, and we'll give a little plug out there because Charlie Johnson Racing Suspension was the man that did your stuff, and you were riding it uh, this week. We'll give a little love here at the end. And then, of course, Bristol Coachworks, custom moto van builds right here in Canada, whether they are a full custom top-to-shelf or 
sorry, top to bottom or just accessories. Give them a, give them a shout there. Bristol Coachworks on YouTube or at Bristol Coachworks on Instagram. They've done uh, the Monster Energy Kawasaki uh, Sprinter back in the day. They did McNabb's current Sprinter that they're driving around right now. They did the lounge in the GDR race rig. This is where Noof goes up and sits in his underwear between motos and relaxes. So maybe give it, give the seat a wipe, but it looks good in there for the Bristol Coachworks. And they do a little bit of everything. RV repairs, boat refurbishing um and all kinds of cool stuff so bristol coachworks big shout out to them um and now Noof, i want to hear uh you didn't even ride this bike bone stock which both of us have been born and bred on i know and you went right to the charlie johnson racing suspension race tech supplied and seven hours you put on the bike and your body's not sore and give me give the people the scoop here like because i feel like they might be just tossing money in charlie's pocket here that's the way to go well the other cool thing, Charlie was actually there this weekend when yeah, I was riding. Yeah. So, awesome. uh, yeah, we did some. Uh, were you teams. testing? You were testing and clicking. <laughs> yeah, he, oh, yeah. my God. Clickers. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, he came. He drove 10 hours just to test with me. So, Didn't yeah. even bring a bike. Did he no, just slept in the front seat of his vehicle. Stayed in, okay, <laughs> hey, Noof, is it cool? Can I eat with you guys? Do you have any extra food? No, 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 Charlie. You stay over there. Yeah. Just get, get your screwdriver ready, please, for the yeah. morning. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, I didn't ride the bike stock, which normally that's something that I do, but I was in a bit of a time crunch with our racing starting up and, and, and whatnot. But I wouldn't have been in a time crunch because Charlie turned that stuff around so quick. I literally, I sent it out on, I think, on a Tuesday, and I had it back on a Friday. So that doesn't happen uh, much. Um these days but yeah really good turnaround and honestly it's an air fork on that bike this year uh well it has been for a few years i've never been a huge fan of the air forks but um this stuff works really well it's uh we literally made a couple clicks uh on the on the shock and it was good to go i've never felt better on a bike so oh fuck nice <laughs> oh fuck here we go but it is good it is good, I thought it the, is good. wasn't the cowie air a long time ago, they they switched oh, okay. to spring. They went back to went spring. Back. And oh, I okay. I didn't even know that. that air fork on that Cowie. Um, that was when just, they had that little canister down on the bottom. Right? Yeah, it had that okay. three thing, and it yeah, it was a, yeah, okay. it was a, a lot of work. But uh, no, the suspension is uh, suspension is good. I and I and the, like I said, the the cool thing is with Charlie, he's still like he's in the sport. He loves it. He rides himself. Yeah, um, and he's he's accessible to get to. Like he came down this weekend, he was riding himself and. Um, that's something that you can't, money can't really buy is having somebody that is going to the local tracks. You know, he comes down to Kamloops and does some racing. Obviously he's in the Calgary area. So he's, uh, he's around. So, uh, that's, it's one thing to send your suspension away and get some new valving put in or new springs or whatever, but having the access to somebody that, uh, can be there and see you ride, um, and make the changes that are necessary is, uh, super important. How was that mute button there, Ken? We're good. Yeah, it seemed to. Yeah. You guys you guys heard it, but I don't think yeah. the listeners will. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get into this. We got listener questions. We got um we're okay, you wanted to start with talking about the kids there, right, Kenny? Yeah, I think so. That's yep. probably the best place to start. Do that. And then you said you yeah. talked to Stevie Sims and Yeah, well, that. sort of the what we've been doing on the show as if people have been tuning in and we appreciate everybody listening. It's actually been an awesome sort of uh Lots of DMs and Twitter uh, commentary and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and lots of people texting me. So we're getting some build-up, boys, so congrats on that. I'm stoked that we got a little thing going here. I'm yes, pretty sir. happy to be a part of it. And sort of what we've been doing is talking to, you know, to the major teams and all that kind of stuff, and we we giving some love around for all the younger – or some other guys. 
And then um, I kind of noticed it. I know Newf knows these kids really well. Tyler Yates and Marcus Ducey, both, they're both BC, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. I, for some reason, I thought Yates might have been just on the border of Alberta for some reason. No, anyway, he, Yates is the island. He's uh, Vancouver. Oh, Island. that's right. He's my fault. Yeah. Yeah. Is, oh, I'm thinking Ufamzef. Sorry. Ufamzef is Alberta. No, Kelowna. He's cool. Okay. Okay. Well, then just shut the hell up, Ryan. I got everybody off the map. <laughs> anyway, I've been seeing these guys posting lots on their Instagrams and, and social networks and stuff like that. We follow them here at, at Canadian Motocross Unfiltered. So I thought I'd hit them up and see what was going on. And, and both of them are, I'm pretty sure when I messaged them, they were right beside each other because <laughs> uh, I couldn't message. I messaged Tyler first. I couldn't message Marcus because he doesn't follow us or he, he hadn't followed us. So you yeah. can't do that yet because he, I think he was private maybe or something like that. However, okay. it works on Instagram. Yeah. So I messaged Tyler and back and forth and talking to him a little bit. And then I'm like, hey, tell your buddy Ducey to follow me because I want to talk to him and message him. Like not even three seconds. So yeah. I feel like either Tyler had his phone or they were right beside each other. Yeah. So and then, I, and then I've been following him here the last week or so after I talked to them. And yeah, their buddies are down in Cali here training and stuff like that. And I, I'm, I'm new if you might know this and so I don't have to look it up. Do you know the name of the trainer? Yeah, so, they're working with that Yannick. Um, Ven, v- yeah, yeah. So it's a kind of a hard name to think. I've been trying to learn it actually in the thing. But this guy was the gentleman that uh, used to train Marvin Muskin. Okay, he trained and, uh, Joe Shimoda as well. Joe yeah. Shimoda as well, and actually Joe has just been back with those guys in the last few weeks because he's kind of just getting back going again. Back, okay, yeah. so he's got a bit of a background, and I remember we talked about this on the last show about Jeremy McKay being down in Florida there. And I'm like, who are these trainers? Like, who are you training with? Who are these guys? And I was saying the same thing when I saw this, like, who is this guy? And then uh, I actually talked to JC sites there from Fox Canada, just catching up about some other things. And he's his son, Dexter is training. He's actually with Marcus and Tyler. And he started telling me about this guy. And I'm like, this guy's got a hell of a resume. So anyway, these kids are in good hands. They're putting in the work. And um, basically both of them, I just kind of shot them some questions to kind of see. And the plan for both of them is to do the entire uh, MX, AX, and SX uh, series. Um, they're going to travel. Uh, both they're going to travel together. So yep. they're they're bros. Um, uh, they've been. Uh, oh, Yannick Curvella. There it Curvella. is. Yannick Curvella. That's, that's the name right there. Mm. Um, and so he's. You know, uh, I think that's this is new for these guys. And it, I kind of get the drift that it's kind of new to have a trainer or have a a coach for yep. both of them. So there might be some big things. And if you remember, Noof Tyler Yates was really turned some heads last year and Marcus was hurt, correct? Well, Marcus, Marcus was good. I think he got like 10th overall or ninth overall at Kamloops round one. Okay. And, uh, he, he ended up getting hurt at Gopher. He knocked at himself Gopher, out. That's what it was. Okay. Like on the backtrack there. Um, so he had a strong Western leg to this, like the start of it anyways, but yeah, he dummied himself and broke some shit and ended up being in the hospital for a couple nights. And that was the end of his season, uh, on the break in between, uh, before Walton won or whatever, but uh, yeah, Yates was legit too last yeah. year. I mean, he was sneaky. He good was like eights sense. and nines and stuff there a yeah. couple times, right? Yeah, yeah, he was doing good. The, on the, the funny, the, the funny part is though, is like, yeah, they're they're buddies. They're traveling together. They're living together. They're kind of almost at the same speed as one another too, right? Yeah. They're both. So that could, uh, you never know. That could create some uh, interesting storylines this summer if they really start battling and. Like I said, I, I picture the two of them. They're they're literally the same as far as speed and and, and stuff goes where they're at right now. But uh, yeah, kind of neat. There hasn't been too many racers 
that are at the same level traveling together anymore. Like back in say our day, Noof, you know what? We all had buddies that we traveled with going to the races. There hasn't been, you know, majority guys are on teams. And then if they're privateer, they're just going with their dad. Yeah, so that's yeah, changed. That whole dynamic's changed. Like I remember, yeah. you know, you you always used to buddy up with somebody and travel together. I took Mesley and Island. We we yeah. went to Nationals together, oh, yeah. right? Exactly. Yeah. And the first year I ever went out west, I went with Alex Long. Alex Longman, right? yeah. So like that doesn't really happen anymore. You don't see that. It's like the privateer guys they do it with their family, um, for the most part, or they just do it on do it on their own. So yeah, that that dynamic's kind of changed over the years. So the one interesting thing that I kind of took from this, um, Tyler is going to have a very similar look and sponsorship, everything last year, Fox Canada helping him out. Um, Relax Collective, Factory Connection Suspension, New Fit Matrix Concepts. I don't understand why they always think Newf. It's not his fucking product. Yeah. Okay. It's Matrix Concepts. But of course, Newf always shares the re- the repost. Oh, yeah. no problem, guys. No problem giving all this product that I have nothing to do with other than I work at the company away. Okay. It's all good. Um, I'm just busting your ass. And then, but the wild thing. So, and then I, I was just kind of talking back and forth and asking what their thoughts on this and that. Deucey's changing bikes. Oh, so yeah. He's coming home yeah. and he's going to get on a gas gas. Oh, no way. I didn't know that. So, I don't know if that has to do because he's he's under with Al Dick yeah. under the MVP tent. So, he's going to make a switch here when he gets home, which I think is right around now. This, when I talked to him, was not quite a week ago, but I think they're probably home here now. And uh, Ducey is, is going to make a bike change from the Yamaha okay. over, to a, over to the gas gas. Yeah. So, um, be interesting to see this. I don't, it's not that late, but that's you know uh, aluminum to steel frame, yeah, yeah, uh, all that kind of stuff. He was pretty. He's been pretty good on the Yamaha the last few years. So I mean, that'll be interesting to see how that kind of works out. He's only ever rode Yamahas his whole amateur career. Little bikes like eighty fives. He's always been Yamaha. So that's that's cool. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how that works out. So it must maybe have to do. Um, Al Dick is usually is with Whole Shock, right? Or is it international? Uh, <laughs> yeah, whatever. Okay. Up in yeah. The yeah. Don't so, you remember the moto memes one? Ah, uh, yes. That's right. That's right. But yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The, last year they were set out to do, well, Al's thing before it kind of fell apart with that guy that he brought up from the U.S. It was, it was Gas Gas, which is through international, I believe. So, right. Who was that guy again? Oh, fucking yeah. Oh, ask me. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm drawing a blank on that too. Yeah, because it was a pretty solid name. It was Blake, uh, a- Blake Ashley. That's Blake who it was. Blake Ashley. Okay. Well, it was it was, it was a solid name. It was a solid name, but not to get sidetracked here. But he did, if you guys uh, remember, he did line up on his own bike at round one. And, That's right. In Kamloops, and he didn't have any goggles or tear offs because he used my own personal stash of goggles and tear offs. Um, once again, I saved the day for him. <laughs> But he got Jeez. smoked. He got smoked anyway. So oh, I don't know. Like, it was a weird deal. It was a weird deal right from the beginning. But Yeah. But, uh, I, well, I mean, again, we're a little off track again. But there has been a lot of uh, weird animosity, strange interactions between riders and Al Dick and the teams since the inception, right? Whether it was Cade Clayson yeah. or Marshall Welton. Um, the the two Cowie kids there. Uh, um Oh, X Brand's kid, X Richard, Brand. Richard, yeah, Richard Taylor, Taylor oh, yeah. and yeah. Uh, oh, the kid who does all the off road racing now. And um, uh, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Strat, there you go. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but anyway, back to to this thing. These kids, I, again, if you know them a little better than I do, man, they just sound gung ho. They're young kids. I like the, the the motivation on it, and they're excited about going racing. 
the one sort of negative, I kind of asked them, just say, hey, guys, would you would you like to see anything change in the series or make it easier for you? Uh, what do you think their answer was, Noof? They want more money? <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. that would that surprise you. But I thought that would have been, no, uh, more races on the West Coast. More races on the West Coast. More and races yeah. on the West Coast. And that was the big topic of discussion last year, especially at the final managers meeting that was going down at Walton. We were sitting in the barn and, and you know, Frank from uh, – for man luck team and, and stuff, you know, they, they want it four rounds in the, in the West, um, four to five rounds, obviously. But, yeah. uh, and that hasn't happened. You know, we got, we got, we're, we're with three again this year. Yeah. Um, so yeah, of course. I mean, the, the West coast guys are going to want, I mean, you got to think like they're literally, these kids will be on the road from, you know, the, the last weekend of May, and they won't come home again until the end of August, right? Like it, yeah. Like it's a long yeah. time, right, to be away, and and a majority of that time is spent on the East Coast, which makes it tough logistically and family. Well, that's and, you know, shit's expensive. But. A little backwards though, right? For the Yates and the Deuces, they get to start on the West. Yeah. So their road trip doesn't start till the end of June. Yes, they're down training now, but no. But I get what of, you're. I still get what you're saying. Yeah. But the West yeah. gets to start West and. Yeah. You know, so it's a bit, you know, a bit of give and take, but yeah, yeah, the that well, East Coast but those, swing is. But those, but the West Coast guys, like they don't like literally depending on where you're where you're at, but like they're not going home during the week, most likely. Like they're just going from round to round, right? Yeah. So I mean, when I say they're on the road, they're they're literally on the road um, from the you know the first round right till the right till the end. So, anyways, it is. Do you think these guys are chasing chicks and stuff like we used to and everything? They must be, right? Well, they're just focused on racing. <laughs> well, they're doing things it wrong have changed now because there's fucking Tinder and there's all this stuff. It's you're not really. Could you choosing. imagine just laying in the back of the old Toys for Big Boys trailer, dude? <laughs> not even having to go to the bar. Don't need to go and spend any money or nothing. No. <laughs> just swipe left, and then next thing you know, there's a knock on the door. knock on the door. Yeah. Hey, how you doing? My name's Ryan. Oh, my name's Chloe, and uh, you know, and you, you you have a nice romantic evening for eight minutes and, <laughs> kick her out the door you know, yeah. and then you <laughs> go back to swiping and then you go back well, I'd, fuck i'd sleeping but um, <laughs> all right oh god to be young like that that would be magical yeah, magical wild. that's wild to me <laughs> but uh good sound like a couple of good kids again new if you know them a little better than i do but i just wanted to reach out give them some love uh to those guys there and um and uh um deucey's got some cool sponsors there laughing oh laughing loon and I asked them about that, and it is a it's a restaurant. Oh shit! Now I'm going to butcher it because I asked about it, and I screenshot the conversation now, and I don't have it in front of me the whole thing. But anyway, Laughing Loon was was a cool one. I think it's a restaurant yeah. uh, up in uh, where he lives at. Um, and then Al Dick is is helping him out. So I don't know with the Al Dick thing if that's going to mean that he's with uh, Blake Davies and Tanner Scott, or just maybe on the side, or or maybe Al Dick is just doing SSS suspension for him, right? Because Al Dick is a yeah, I think he'll be, I think on the weekends, he'll be with Al at the, you know, at the, under his tent or whatever, his you know, sprinter there, his setup. And then during the week, he'll be traveling on his own type of thing, gotcha. right? So, um, so that's how that will work. But uh, for fans of Canadian Motocross Unfiltered, uh, Marcus Ducey and Tyler Yates, if you haven't known them, um, you know, follow them along. You can find them on Instagram pretty easy. Yep. And a um, couple of good kids and a couple of privateer heroes that could be someone to follow this summer. So it could be Yates, Yates actually. So they got a bitch and set up. They bought uh, Graham Scott's, Kevin Scott. Oh, yeah, rest yeah. In peace. Rest in peace. Great man. Uh, they ended up, uh, the Yates family bought their 
old rig there. So oh, that and that big, was a nice, uh, yeah, that was a nice setup too. And they had with nice. the awning and the tent and everything, right? Remember they had like a, they had yeah, a nice... I don't know if they had the awning on it. But oh, okay. I feel like they just used uh, easy ups and stuff. But anyways, still nice. Um, yeah, yeah, really nice, uh, nice way to travel the beautiful yeah. country of Canada and that, and that thing. So, well, if you're a nice Tinder lady, that's a nice place to go. Visit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's uh, Galdi, you also mentioned you talked to uh, Steve Sims. What what was that about? What did he have to say? Um, yeah, we just were catching up. Um, of course, you know the majority of the conversations over the last two weeks, we're still talking two stroke stuff and asking yeah, questions. That's what I was and, say. Yeah. and for those that don't know Steve, he's um, he's very vocal uh, about his opinions and stuff like that. And um, he comes from if you know for those that might have just got into it now or just follow the team. It may look a little smaller and a little bit sort of step back, but Steve has been under some huge awnings, whether it was the OTSF Yamaha team for years or the Rockstar Suzuki team before that. He went and did AMA arena crosses for years and then also was Phil Nicoletti's mechanic last year for Supercross. So the resume that he has hmm. is quite deep. So when he does speak, um, you know, there's sometimes it comes across as very – you know, outlandish and out, outspoken, but there's a lot of, of knowledge and, and, and work behind it all as well. So, and this isn't me trying to pump his tires and stuff like that, but he has some really good, you know, sort of thoughts and and stuff like that to talk about. And of course we were talking about Calvin Benoit, the two stroke thing, and we can meet us three can kind of dissect a couple of the things that threw some tweets out there about the costs yeah. uh, difference, but um, you know, he, he, there it, it's kind of coming to a point where they're all fine with this two stroke thing. Every team is, you know, maybe a little bit behind some scenes and some text messages. A couple others aren't as happy, but they're fine with it. They just don't like the way that it sort of came back into fruition. Yeah. Um, it, it was because it was always there, right? We discussed that on last yeah. show. Yeah. 2016, it was always there. Canadians could have took advantage of it. The difference now is that, you know, anybody can ride it. And then all of a sudden it is cabin riding it. So that is this sort of like, you know, big thing. I, again, though, we're talking eight years later, Kevin is older, but even Steve was quick to admit he just came down. He came home from club MX Kevin. He was like, Kevin is flying. Yeah. Like he's ripping. And I don't think he's telling me that to give us something to talk about on the show. No, he's like, dude, it is. He is legit flying and going really well. So new fewer, you kind of retracted a little bit last time saying that, Oh, maybe he won't be as good. And, and, and uh, now you might be able to go back to your original statement of Kevin <laughs> saying he might be the man, but again, we're all going to have to wait here. Edmonton is not that far away. We're all going to yeah. have to wait. We can speculate and talk and, and all this stuff. And you know, that's what podcasts are for. Um, but the one thing that again, Steve was talking about, he's like, you know, yeah, he's, you know, it's eight years later and the bike. So again, this stock form of this bike is not quite as good as what the one that he raced back in 15, but the potential of this bike with the mapping is what is scary, mm -hmm. um, right? Because that is yeah. something that you can't put a cap on. Yes, the cylinder has to be stock and and those kind of things like that, and the motor. But with the mapping, you can you can really tune this thing um, to be a, a fire breather. And another thing that I have learned: anything is open with gas, boys. So there used to be a four percent. Uh, new if you know this, they, uh, you want oxygen or don't, right? No, you do. You, you do, do want oxygen. Yeah. yeah oxygen. So there used to be a few used to have a 4% limit on something with it. Well, now that percent is gone. It's yeah. like open season. So basically go and, and 
run straight ethanol or whatever the hell no you want now. On it. Just there's no there's going to be no clear cut or rule anywhere against fuel. So this could be a really good thing. Um, well, for all teams, yeah. depending on the budget, right? Um, mm-hmm. So that is something that pops up. And then uh, the other thing that he brought up to my point, and this is something that came out, I guess, a few years ago, is, and I, I, I'm not opposed to this. I don't, I don't mind this. Um, and again, we'll talk about the cost here thing in a minute. And um, what about making all the two, all bikes in the Canadian Pro Series stock form? Stock form. You can run a pipe suspension, but the motor and the head, and and you can you can map an ECU, but you have to run them stock form. New, if I throw it to you right now, is that totally off kilter, or is that something? Because the next step that we were going to talk about is what we're, I was about. We were about the cost. This running stock bikes in stock form. Yes, you can do fuel mapping, like what Cavan is doing. Yeah. Um. It, it, would that make a difference because I'll just throw now the, the difference between the two stroke to a four stroke cost. It is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. It is unbelievable well, in the cost boys. We're yeah. talking nearly $30,000 between some of them. I mean, I mean, just to, to answer kind of your point there. I mean, they used to do that in the U S with the stock and mod classes. Right. So like in the amateur on the amateur side of things, but the problem is with going to a stock form and like, I'm all for it. Like, I think that would be best for everybody and teams and budgets and privateers and everybody, but who's going to fucking police it. That's the whole, that's my whole thing is you would have to like, we very rarely ever see, I, I can't even tell you the last time there was a, a motor protest in Canada, right? Like it's been, I can tell you what it was the year that Liam, Liam O'Farrell rode the two stroke <laughs> there and got on the podium. Okay. Donk yeah. was his mechanic and Donk yeah, had yeah. to rip it okay. apart. Yeah. So that was, it, it, it was fine. Was he a... passed, but that was the last yeah. one. And that's okay. one of the questions I think that Ken has too. For That is. Bit. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, like I said, I just think it's, it's, it's cut and dry like this. Like, how do you police it and who polices it? Right. Like, like you would have to have people, you know, on board to be able to. Okay. So down and the and difference that like you're that. saving in the money how say from each team, Hey, yes, now we're like doing this. We're saving you guys upwards of $25,000. Yeah. Let's all put in a thousand dollars. You got enough teams now to wrap a series, a thousand bucks for the weekend. And we have a guy for every weekend. Yeah. Maybe it's the same guy for a couple weekends or whatever it is. And yeah. there's a thousand dollar budget yeah. now that's getting saved from all the teams to have a certain it's not really that hard it's not that hard there's a way to do it for sure but that that would be the first thing that would have to be put in place but right there's huge upsides to to the whole thing i mean like like we're gonna get in here to talking about the cost like it's fucking stupid for Mm -hmm. the level that we're at in canada like for what what we like what these guys and what these teams and these privateers are spending on on motors now at the same time, there there is, you know, if you go our two fifty, let's say Edmonton, and we got forty five guys that are trying to qualify, you know, there's fifteen of them that are on mod bikes, or you know, the, some of them are factory riders or on teams or whatever. But there's still lots of privateers that are racing stock platform bikes for yeah. the pure reason that one, they can't afford it, and two, it's a lot of work having a having a you know a done out two fifty that's basically a time bomb. Yeah. At the end of the day um it's just not it's just not worth it or 
you get the guys that are like, yeah, fuck 250F class. I'm just going to go ride 450 because you can ride a stock yeah. 450 in Canada and be competitive, well right? Yeah. So the other the other biggest difference, again, the price. So uh, from I, I, I went to every single team. Uh, sorry, I shouldn't say every team, but I went to, I don't know, eight of them probably to ask what their cost is from stock model to what that bike would be like for the very first moto of Edmonton. And pretty much every 250F team was a minimum of about 18 to 20, some up to 35 or 40. One of them was up around 50, but I think there was more different parts and stuff like that uh, on in there like that. I don't need to wrap all the teams. These guys are the ones spending the money. But and then of course I talked to KTM and we're talking five to eight thousand yeah. dollars that Kevin that KTM is going to put into Kevin Benoit's bike to make it race ready for round number one. So right there, and well, hold, so hold on a second though. So that five to eight thousand, what are they? They're talking like they're that's suspension, suspension, fuel, mapping, yeah, and a pipe yeah. and a pipe, pipes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's it. Now the difference in cost in that that bike will be on the level or as competitive with the one yep. that cost $20,000. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So now here's the other problem with it all is that the two stroke from round one to round two will cost a thousand dollars, maybe $1,500 at the high to get it ready for the next round. And this is, that's if this guy is burning clutches or they have to redo a whole suspension or he snaps the freaking the forks off the bike or something. Yeah. Right. But the, it's a full brand new motor on the majority of the 250Fs. Yeah. Yeah. Every weekend. Yeah. Every right. weekend for the, so, for the top guys. Yeah. And that's another, it's a, that's a five to seven, five to $8,000 deal. So it is an unbelievable difference in cost for these guys. And one of the team managers was bringing it up because Ken, you would have saw this. Noof doesn't, uh, well, Noof, you might've saw it too. But there was a, a a gentleman following our Twitter, and they were talking about what, what's the problem, you know, the fans and and this and that, and, and you know, last show we were talking about the integrity of rules and whatnot. But yeah, why is it enticing, or how is how many more years is it enticing for a team to keep spending this much money when it is going to be just allowed for others to do whatever it wants? Yeah. The rules and integrity kind of get pushed aside, and again, this rule has been there; it's just changed now for you know uh champions past champions are allowed to ride it and americans are right but the bike has been allowed to ride it but these other these 250f teams still have to spray this almost endless money gun like you can the build of frustration behind it has got to be crazy because at the you know at the end of the day the money being spent is we just said these numbers it is astronomical for what our actual industry and our sort of you know, collective group of people that love our sport is really putting into it. Yeah. Yeah. So like I actually researched to try to find out how many numbers uh, of of like bikes being sold and all this kind of stuff. I couldn't quite get the actual number. So I don't want to say it or just shoot off the thing, but the amount of dirt bikes being sold in Canada, it it is so low to the percentage of costs that our teams are spending to going racing. Yeah. And and of course, you know, we all know our fan base and, the diehards that come, but man, we're not getting 10,000, 12,000, 15,000 people at a nationals. We're working on 1,500, two grand. Sometimes at Calgary there, we saw like maybe five or 6,000 kind of thing. It's just, this reality is really setting in. And, and when Steve Sims said that about the stock thing, I'm like, man, like maybe it's time to put your foot down and say, this is what we're going to do. We need to do this. 
for the longevity of going racing. Yeah. And um, I mean, it's, it's tough to swallow, tough to say. And because uh, I mean, remember new, if we were talking about this for these teams to have to do things, they're at a certain standard yeah. to drop down. Right. And, and, you know, step back, if you will, it would be, it's, it's a tough pill to swallow. And that is literally why Blackfoot got out of the sport. The budgets yeah. they started on, or, or sorry, what they got to with Honda uh, before in 06 to switching to 07, we're talking a million dollars. We're talking a million dollars. And then when they went to Yamaha, it went to three quarters of a million. And then a couple of years later, it was going down to like a half a million. Yeah. And they're like, we just, we can't do it anymore at this level. It just, it's tarnishing what we had and what we've done, you know? And, and uh, it really made a lot of sense, you know, when I was listening to it and I'm like, you know, maybe this is what it is. And again, we're on the phone here right now. Ken, you got young kids that are getting into the sport. Yep. You love the sport. Newt, mm-hmm. you're the same as me. We got kids, love the sport. We don't want to see it going anywhere. And fuck, everything outside of the sport right now, guys, it's gross. Like, I don't know how much money this trip just cost you, Newt, but I'm sure it was, you know, not cheap and gas is not cheaper and all this kind of stuff. And, but like, it's, everything is costing more. Why aren't we as a collective group trying to make it so our sport can stay strong with the people that we have in it moving forward to get past this struggle. And then once, you know, as it passes, we're in a good frame of mind and a good position in the wallet. Mm. Well, you know, and you're right. I mean, you're hitting the nail on the head there, but it's going to take somebody to come in with some balls to do that. And whether that's the OEMs that get together to be like, guys, this is getting ridiculous or it's jet works saying, Hey, like, we need to, you know, let's, let's do this. Like it needs to be a, you know, a collective effort and somebody just to come in and, and do that. Like, I mean, it's possible. Like it's, it's not that it's impossible, but you know, who's going to do it. And when's the time. Gonna, I mean, for right now, like honestly, and, and, and we've talked about this many times over the last however many months, like, our series needs a major change right now. Like, and obviously nothing's going to happen this year. We've talked about the East West thing and how do we get more guys on the gate and blah, blah, blah. But now's the time to do it, man. The freaking world's tough out there. Like shit is expensive. Goldie, just like you said, and it's not getting any easier to go racing, but then yet at the same times, the teams are still spending more money at bikes and like everything. Right. So it, it needs something to change. How about this right here, right now? Let's like we're taking here on Canadian Motocross Unfiltered Podcast. Start the conversation now. All the managers' meetings, make it happen for 2024. The east-west idea and stock stock bikes across the board, yeah. pipe suspension, fuel, and mapping. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, it's gonna, I, it's gonna piss off. You know, the Bondi engines or or uh, the yeah. LRX in in, in uh, yeah. uh, Calgary. There's things like that, but. If we are to move forward and stay strong, maybe that's maybe that's what it, it needs to do. And and the money that does get saved, we we as a collective group take that chunk, like I said, and you you have a guy that is capable of making sure that the if someone gets protested, they have their motor work to look at it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hell, that's fucking with the wrong. amount of, and- with the amount now just like some things are running through my head here. With the amount of money you would save on a two fifty F. Just use we'll use GDR as an example. The amount of money that you would save on multiple 250Fs because you're you're doing two you're doing two to three motors like full done out blah blah blah. That's enough. You would have enough budget 
to have another rider on the team or maybe even two maybe even two riders on the team right like that you would be like you know now you could afford to have your east guy and your west guy and an extra mechanic and blah 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 right so it there there is and i'm sure you know what we're looking at all the positives from it i'm sure if you sat down at at a round table with a bunch of other people there there is probably some negatives to it too i don't know what those are and i'm not really even thinking about that part but yeah i i i, I agree let's do it and, and it. with this too Newf, and again you like you said we could probably find more jobs mm-hmm. we could probably find more jobs for riders and more potential for people to get into the sport because yep. we're cutting costs the next thing is with the cutting of costs at that level maybe the contingency stuff starts going up yeah maybe the contingency now falls more into grassroots at like ktm husqvarna yeah. and gas gas who's support of our show they are the only group across Canada with a proper contingency program. Yes, the Cowie ones have it, but only like one guy gets it in the province. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Where the KTM Husky Gas Gas brand, they have seven or eight classes where it goes down to like fifth or tenth and in some provinces. So like maybe that is where it goes. And then of course, with contingency, you're enticing people to buy motorcycles and they come to the track and they get something, they get a kickback, and then it helps the AMOs and the future Wests and the and the AMSAs and, and and like the the big picture looking at it in my opinion and I, again like you said new for we're talking right now and it's like why the fuck is this not just happening why are we just clicking yeah. a finger and then making it go like it could really work out and you you know maybe the, the with the saving of the money that you could pay a little bit more money to a salary or like I said yeah. you could earn more money in contingency so anyway just big broad picture and I thought Sims was making some really good points he's a smart guy like that and. uh you know, sometimes I think when they get into these managers' meetings, it, it's just you know who who has the not the bigger dick, but the the bigger voice, and then they argue with each other. It sounds like a lot of times stuff doesn't really really get done. Um, mm-hmm. You know, there isn't really a leader. It's more of a you know a, a bunch of a bunch of guys just kind of saying this way and that way and that way. But anyway, he made some really good points, and I just thought that was good. And and uh, you know, the conversation needs to start now to yeah. plan ahead for that yeah. stuff. Like. Eh, that's the thing with our sport, like our, our customer base, they'll listen, but they need time to prepare. Yeah. As long as they're they're it's communicated ahead of time and it's not just dropped on them, I really think that it's it's very they're very easily to understand the reasoning behind it and easy to move forward with it as long as the, the outcome is what why what we're trying to do. And basically what we're trying to do here is save money. Right? We're trying yeah, to save that's... money so the guy that wants to buy a baseball bat over a dirt bike, maybe he's like, oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah. this baseball bat's only five bucks. But, <laughs> no. but, you know, maybe now I could get myself into this dirt bike thing because look at all this cool shit they got going on because we can be more aggressive with with promotion and planning and and, and grassroots and all kinds of, kind of stuff. Like, I mean, Ken, you're you're the one on the outside of this. Like, yeah. There's no – obviously, we're making a lot of sense right now. But mm-hmm. like New said, it takes that one person. Is that is that the OEMs to do it or is that Jetworks to do it? Uh, or is it someone to come in and say, oh, you know what, you guys aren't doing a good job. I'm I'm buying this or I'm just gonna fucking step up and do it. Like Well, it, I don't it, know. It, it, it's weird. I, I think that's a the the there's kind of a correlation between the um two stroke thing and the stock versus factory because I think what the fans really want, like about the idea of a two stroke being able to line up is that the privateer guy can show up and spend less money, right? And then if you go to this stock limitation for everybody that kind of fixes that whole problem and then the two-stroke thing goes away and there's probably more work to do there too because then stock to stock how do they line up all that kind of stuff but i think 
what people really want to see is that the the privateer guy, a guy like Wyatt Kerr, can show up and spend less money and be really competitive. And the the stock thing would it, fix it closes that. that yeah. it, it closes that gap between first and and thirtieth. And you know, Newf, one of the biggest problems of the Nationals right now is finding someone to get thirtieth. Yeah, no, like, totally. Yeah. We're barely getting yeah. 22, 25. Like we're not. We, you know, you said, oh, maybe there's 40, 45 guys at Edmonton. I'm like, holy fuck, do you know twenty guys that are going that we don't know about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. I mean, that's that's been the that's been the biggest struggle the last couple of years. I mean, the, the the fucking gates are they're not empty, but you know, it's not. We don't have the pro following anymore, right? Like, yeah. And you know, the the only I guess it. maybe the yeah. one negative I guess to this is saying yes when you get to the pro level at stock. How do you contain it in the grassroots? And that's where that would be tough. But maybe in the grassroots, we we have the sock mod thing, or or we just allow it to be what it is right now. But by the way, when you come pro, you got to ride that bike stock, so you might as well mm-hmm. just start doing it now. Yeah, and it's like, just motor, gonna... right? Like the suspension, yes. everything. I think a lot of what makes a, a factory bike quotation marks is more than just how fast the motor is, especially with four strokes. That when you hear riders talk about it that are professionals, they they talk about detuning the bike. So it's not oh, 100%, like, yeah. right? D- uh, Dean Wilson is a huge advocate of right now. Um, and Kyle Chisholm has been a guy like that that's been crazy about that stuff. Yeah. Like the, the bikes are almost too fast stock. But yeah, yeah. like you said, it's it's about the suspension um, and the and the ECU work and fueling, mapping, all that stuff, right? So mm. um, yeah. it's a good conversation to have. And I, I think it's healthy to open it up right now about that stuff. And and I, I like the time is now. The, the world is fucking retarded outside of dirt bikes. Like everything is, yeah. Whatever people talking about the mm-hmm. pronoun stuff and the, the <laughs> women, you know, going into or crushing men going sports, into women's yeah. competitions and <laughs> like it's just like it's fucked, man. Like I, I I I see some of these things on TikTok and I'm just like, what in the absolute hell is going on? Yeah. Now the majority of these things are in America, so I, I know America. I think in some certain areas are a little bit more out outlandish and offside than what we have in Canada, but it, it's, it's moving forward. Like it's coming our way, right? The, the, the cloud creeping. cover is yeah. moving. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, good conversation with that. I thought it was good. And Simsy, a, a good guy. And it's funny. We really even talked about his team. <laughs> so I don't even know <laughs> if Daniel and Tyler are riding well, or if they're going good. Uh, he, he did say, he did say that D- Daniel has got Super good top end speed right now, but he's got to work on. It's not really a fitness thing. He just kind of seems to get tight uh, in the middle of the motors towards the end of it. Uh, so that's something that Daniel's going to have to work on moving into the season because that was something he was pretty strong on last year, new. So maybe it's just a, maybe a, a switch of the bike kind of thing, right? But I guess he's really fast in the beginning and a bit a bit sort of lackluster. Um, no, that will come. That will happen too. Yeah, right? like his his raw speed was never anything to. Uh, you know, he never caught your eye during time qualifying or anything like yeah. that. So if he's no. improving his speed is obviously going to, you know, hurt his fitness or whatever, tightness or whatever you want to call it. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. So there you go. That was the, the chats from the few of the lads. Well, good thing, good thing, Goldie, you reached out to people because I sure didn't this week. So. No, no. Hey, I, you're selfish. I don't know anybody. So. You're selfish. You don't care about yeah. the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> testing. No, you were testing with one of our sponsors. It's all yeah, good, there you man. go. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I was doing, uh, yeah, I was doing, doing PR work. Or promotional work for it. Yeah. So. yeah, it's all good. Man. It's a write-off. It's a yeah. write-off, Jerry. It's a write-off. <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
Okay, well, Goldie, uh, I guess we better give some love to our other sponsors. Um, one that's obviously quite near and dear to you uh, that's been on, I think it was our first sponsor, actually, was uh, Ammo. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, Ammo, obviously, is an amateur motocross area promotion group here. Uh, we're about to go racing. Uh, I was 30 days, two days, so I'm like 28 days, I think, from the first race. Uh, like today, we got a lot of people out riding. Um, nice. Membership is, like, identical to last year, like, almost to the minute so that's cool and healthy love to see that's that. that's a really... good sign that's yeah, a good yeah sign. i'm yeah. i'm super pumped because i did have to raise my rates i yeah. raised my prices a little bit I, i've tried to come back on things to make it attractive still to because i've raised my rates yeah um but um yeah pumped on that things do it that way and then of course um uh, gutsracing.com pulp 23 is the code to save great seats vintage stuff lightweight phantom foam work with many racers and teams etc gutsracing.com and um Man, they work with, uh, it seems like everybody uh, down in the state side. If you go on their website, man, they it have does. so many cool things yeah. <laughs> out there. And then they just started making um, a new seat foam for uh, a softer one or a stiffer one. I just listened to something I heard about it. But anyway, GusRacing.com, um, they're big supporters of Steve, <coughs> who might need a bit of a kick in the ass right now. Yeah, I'm beefing hard. Beefing. Beefing. Yeah, he's screwing the world vet shit up, man. No, not the world vet, the Southwick. Yeah, I know. Well, or sorry, yeah. Not the world vet. vet. East Coast vet. No, we can all do the world vet, but that's not what we want to do this year. (laughs) No, I don't even want to go to Glen Helen this year. I want to go to Southwick. Well, you're going. We're going anyway. We're going. Yeah, I know. But fuck. And then we didn't even get invited to his ride day at Millville, which even pissed me off more. No, maybe we should, we should, maybe there's another race tech rant coming. Okay. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, Matrix anyways, boys. big thanks, uh, yeah, big thanks to Matrix Concepts Canada, uh, 100%, Mobius Knee Braces, Renthal, Works Connection, Strider, um, all lines that we carry. Check out your local, uh, local dealer. We do have an online catalog, uh, matrixconcepts.ca, brand new catalog out that has all the latest and greatest. With everything, uh, that everything is new for this this year. And, um, yeah, check out your local dealer. All uh, all major uh, dealers are carrying our brands and our lines. So everything is all good over there. Last week was literally the first week that it felt like spring is here, right? Like it was crazy busy. And, of course, I went on a three-day holiday. So, <laughs> uh, but Brad, but we can give Brad shit, too, because he took his kids to Oregon um for bmx so oh um, so uh hey everybody yeah everybody go to matrix concepts uh, matrix concepts or matrix concepts canada uh dot ca but nobody will answer you because they're all on fucking vacation <laughs> right now <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. two two things noof uh yeah. we got the check boys so we're good there yeah. from matrix concepts thanks bradley and the kang over there and uh was that a matrix concepts gas can that you had to take three miles that was yes. Okay, yeah. there we go. Very uh, great handles and works. Uh, it balances very well on a fifty cc <laughs> uh, gut seat cover on that bike. Actually, oh, there you go. Look at so that. So the gripper seat uh, held the gas can um, <laughs> and plays very well. So nice, awesome. Well, uh, thanks to all those guys. That's uh, that's what keeps this whole thing going. Uh, I guess we better get into some questions. We've been meaning to answer a couple yeah. of these questions for like three weeks or. I guess that'd be a month and a half now because we do it every two weeks, but uh, we'll get into them and get them answered and all the people on Twitter. And I actually didn't look on Instagram for any. I don't know if there is any, Galdi. I was kind of just uh, left that up to you. But <laughs> I think there was one, but I lost it. Yeah. I'll see if I can find it. When you, I'll see if I can find okay. it right now while you go through a couple of them okay. and get it at the end. Perfect. Um, 
Well, actually, we, was, we answered the first one. Uh, when was the last time? So this is from a guy named Flies Like a Brick. Uh, when, was, <laughs> when was the last time a two-stroke was successfully protested uh, for big bore or porting? Do they have the capability on site? So we kind of answered that. Uh, who did you say it was? Uh, it was Liam O'Farrell, Liam O'Farrell in yeah. 17, like 16, what, right? Deshaun what, was, what was the, it was the mud. Well, no, it was actually at Sandalee that he got protested oh. but at Deschambeau. He podium. Remember he went two, two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Tanner yeah. Ward was an intermediate. Was that 16? I think it was 16, okay. 16 then. Yeah. yeah. So 16 was the last time, uh, that, that, uh, that, that went down. Okay, so uh, next one, Pulp MX Fantasy Support Group. Uh, this guy follows us pretty closely, and he's always kind of chipping in on Twitter and stuff, so uh, it's good to get to his question. It says, okay, I got a question. Uh, could Peak Dylan, either last year or his MXGP year, could he hang with Davey when Davey was up here? What do you guys think? I'll take. I'll let Noof take that one. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, when Davey came up here he was kind of at the end a little bit, well, not at the end. Cause he did go back to the U S and, and, and had some more success, but um, yeah, I would completely say when Davey was up here on our tracks, um, because I mean, you look at like Benoit gave him a good run at, at some races that year yeah, um, and whatnot. But yeah, I would say, yeah, uh, for sure. They would have been, it would have been a great battle. It would have mm -hmm. been a great, it would have been a great battle. The only thing that Davey had the upper hand on Dylan was Davy starts were really good up here, and he was on. He that was a factory bike, wasn't it, Golly? Pretty basically? much, yeah. It was, like, yeah, yeah, like he had his own suspension guy, and oh, really? like it was yeah. the it was a full on. It was US like this, uh, basically the same as Dungy's bike, right? It was like the same yeah. as Dungy's. Yeah. yeah, full on U.S. supported program under the KTM Canada tent. So, but I would say yes, Golly. What do you think on that? I would, yeah, I would say yes too. I would actually think that Dylan might have the upper hand because he's so goddamn loose. It would scare Davy. <laughs> yeah, we just like, I'm, see out. That, yeah. I'm good boys i'm gonna collect this money here i'll, yeah. take, I'll take the two plate guaranteed <laughs> money else, I'm, I'm done who else was in that like what i don't remember what year it was because they all kind of seemed that the same, was 16 too 16 so it was benoit Millsaps, uh gurky fasciati but colt didn't have a great year that year right nah he missed some races i think he was a few he, he got yeah. hurt. i think maybe a, was that the round i think that was the year that uh he crashed at riverglade over the finish line, and that was the same year that Dylan ran into. Um, oh, I'm drawing a blank on the kids. They rode for KTM Redemption that year, and he was leading the points. Remember, they hit each other, and he went into the fence. Oh, uh, uh, Osby. Osby, Osby, yes, oh, yeah, 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 that year, that was the same okay. year of that. So, and I, I, yeah, Cole got hurt a couple times. He had some some moments, but I mean, Davey was was uh, was pretty unstoppable that year. Other than. When he, he won the moto in Nanaimo and got docked ten spots. Oh, for the yellow flag thing. For the yellow yeah. flag, yeah, that was that was the big difference of the change of the yellow flag back then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So who would have finished second in the series that year? Benoit, uh, Gurky. Oh, Gurky would have got Gurky. Did yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Beef. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, you know who else of that year was um, the Aussie uh, number three Metcalf. Oh, Metcalf was here. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Metcalf was here too. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Gurky finished second in yeah. the series uh, that year. Or wait a minute, no, because Gurky didn't wear two the next year, did he? I don't know. They all all those years, like from fourteen to twenty, all seem the fucking same to me. I don't know. Yeah, it's true. Actually, they're online. <laughs> they're online. Because there was so much bouncing back. Like Metcalf came for one year, then he went away for a year, then he came back for a year, and then yeah, 
Gerke was here and he was winning and then yeah, it chains falling off and yeah, like good good series. So good lots of good was, action there. It's I all also watched the it's I all on YouTube. The YouTube like yeah, I've watched them multiple times. But yeah, it was good shit back then. Maybe that's something we should add in like the semi raceable things were something that we Yeah, can, that'd be uh, fun. Yeah. Watch do a FaceTime and watch one of the races or something just as a Yeah, we go you got the time, buddy. So yeah, get on that. Yeah, I know for sure. Yeah, I'm not busy <laughs> at all. <laughs> I, I'm the one that doesn't have a job in the summer, so maybe I'll. I'll oh do yeah, that. that's right. Yeah. Oh yeah. I actually missed that year. I like I've followed Canadian Moto pretty close, and I don't remember much from that year. I I don't know what was going on in my life. Well, where I never really followed fan, it. Ken. But I guess. On. Yeah. Ken didn't have internet in Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's yeah, what it was. That's they right. hadn't figured it out yet. Yeah, when it went from TV to internet, I I lost a year. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Next question from uh, Reed Lapine. Is it? Noof, you said you know this guy. Is it Lapine or Lapine? Lapine. Lapine. Okay, Reed Lapine. Yeah. Uh, Ryder McNabb and Jacob Piccolo. Are they at a disadvantage with all the other top dogs out there getting gate drops? And secondary question, will we see anybody challenge Dylan Wright? But I think we all know the answer to that. Well, I mean, I think that one came a little bit later, right? Because obviously McNabb's been doing some racing. Yeah, that's um, right. So yeah, that was, that was, that was probably three weeks that. ago. But, yeah. I mean, yeah. with the Piccolo one... Uh, you know, I I honestly think that McNabb racing and Harrison racing and um, Natsuki uh, racing, Natsuki racing I, I think coming into the year, they have the upper hand yep. with the gate drops. But, yes. you know, there there's probably going to be a lull of gate drops before round one, right? Because they're not going to race, you know, uh, they could come to a couple of my events if they want in Ontario. I don't know how many new, how many events you have, maybe, or even in Alberta. They there are options for these guys to hit some Canadian races. Plus, I honest, I think that McNabb is planning to do. Was he saying that? I talked to Brad the other day, and I, I could have sworn I think he said he wanted to do. No, no, you know what it was? Sorry, it was Redbud. Oh yeah, yeah. they have Redbud, which is on the Canadian Long Weekend, which where we and and obviously it's Memorial Day, right, for them? No. Independence Day, Fourth, Fourth Independence July, Day, yeah. Independence Day. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, sorry, anyway, Redbud uh, is on their list to do in between um, the rounds, right? Which would be the weekend before the East starts in Gopher. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, back to the Piccolo part. I, I would say yes, and if I think that is a bit of a disadvantage, that Piccolo is not going to do, not getting some gate drops at the moment. But maybe he is going to in the near future. But as of right now, I would say that he is a little bit of a tear down. From McNabb, Harrison, Natsuki, just to name a few. Yeah, and I mean, I think that the there's different strategies behind the scenes. Obviously, I mean, it was the you know Derek at GDR obviously wants to make sure you know they're ready to go, and he's putting in the work. He's training with Dylan now, right? So that was a big change for him now that Dylan's down south. Um, he will get some gate drops in, whether it's one race. The GDR guys always seem to do your go for race, right? The, yeah. the preseason one, um, which has never gone overly well. Remember that one year they all <laughs> oh three of god. them got hurt, right? Oh my god! Tanner, winter, yeah, Tanner McNabb and Dylan all got hurt. We were just yeah. like, "What the hell?" But yeah. Uh, but yeah, he'll get some gate drops. But man, I've been a believer, and I and I'll tell anybody this: like, there's no substitutions for gate drops, man. And it doesn't matter if it's at a local race or a big race. Obviously, McNabb was doing doing big ones, but. Uh, yeah, it's uh, I'm a big advocate for for gate drops. I mean, it's just it's just so much different, right? Like the gate drops, your adrenaline feels different than when you're practicing. You know, you get the arm pump going a little bit. 
um, everything like that. So yeah, I would agree with you, Goldie, on that. That McNabb definitely has the upper hand, and and not just McNabb. We just named you know yeah. Harrison and and Natsky and 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 Benick and all these guys like all these yeah Benick another one yeah, yeah Benick. Benick. all these yeah. guys that have been racing right. So um, and what was the Dylan or what what was the last part? Uh, he just said. Uh, where was it here? Can anybody will, hang with yeah. Dylan? Will, any, will <laughs> yeah, anybody? I don't know. It no. won't be any different than um, last wait, before year. Before we get think. into that, um, I listened to, I, I think it was a Vital MX, one of the, the after podcasts, like the ones they do after the weekend, yeah. like talking to the riders. And um, I can't remember if it was Vital or Steve that did it. And it wasn't this weekend. It was the weekend before um, with uh, um, the kid that Zach uh, Osborne helps there, 192. Chambers. Um, Chambers. Yeah. yeah, Chambers. Yeah, I should know his name. He screamed me in fantasy a couple times. Um, <laughs> Chambers <laughs> said that Zach was pushing him to go do those arena crosses at the beginning of the year to get yeah. gate drops, to get the intensity. He's like, who cares if you get beat? Who gives yeah. a shit? It means nothing. Yeah. But just you get the feel, you get that the the butterflies and the and the gate, gate uh, drop and the racing – sort of seriousness that goes with it kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I, I'm, I'm an advocate just like new for sure. Maybe that's, you know, we go uphill uh, to school both ways, but there's nothing like a gate drop to prepare you for, you know, the biggest gate drops that you're getting ready for kind of thing. So it's uh, still, yeah. it still surprises me, man. Like how many guys don't like just hang I'm talking out. Canadian yeah. guys like that are not racing or not doing gate drops. Right. Like, I can think like Tyler Gibbs is a prime example. Like he doesn't yeah. race. He doesn't race. He races. Yeah. He races pro nationals. That's they're going to come up. They're going to do gopher and Auburn. Are they? Actually, yeah. no, Sims did say that. On the yeah. And I, he, he just popped in my head. I mean, he's yeah, no, the they, one. there's multiple, multiple guys out there that literally you see them, you know, you see them nine times a year or eight mm-hmm. times a year. And, and that's, and that's the, that's and the, the, end and of the that, wild so. thing is new too. Like you go to the facilities, right? They're doing gate drops. They are there, but yeah. it's different. Yeah, there's just something about making sure that you know you're up in the morning, you're driving to the race, race you're, you're you got that that mist in the morning, looking at the track, you're getting your gear on, you're having a coffee, you're eating your breakfast in your van, you're sort of oh shit, I forgot to put tear offs on, or you know, all those little little nooks and crannies that come with it. That's part of the whole package and uh, of it all yeah. kind of thing, and and that's something that they don't have to do at the gate drops at the facility. They're like, oh hey hey, I'm quite ready, just hold it for a minute, you know what yeah. I mean, like. Just give me a second here or whatever, but you know what I mean? Like that kind of thing. So, um, yeah. And then as far as the Dylan thing, I know we've been pretty, pretty one-sided. I think almost every show we've done. Yeah. I, I, we're all, I I don't know. I I don't see it. I don't, I, 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 my, my best bet is Pettis. Although I feel there's something with Moff right now. Like he's got something to prove or he's, he's fighting for more. I don't know. I, I, I don't, I haven't talked to him. I just, I'm seeing a social, he just seems, I don't know, very a, fire. a little more happier and yeah. outgoing. I don't know if that means that he. That's a big gap from him to to Dylan. Yeah, but um, I don't. Know, I just I I have a I have this weird little thing with him when I'm working on his social posts and stuff. But Pettis is the only guy I think that could even hang with Dylan, and and it's only ever lasted for a half a season. So yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I think Dylan's Dylan's biggest competition this year will be Dylan himself, right? And that's always kind of been the thing, you know. He's yeah. got to stay healthy and and you know execute his his starts. If Dylan gets out front early, I mean it's 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 been it's been game over for for quite a few years here now. So yeah, um, but yeah, some other news: uh, T Ward back on the bike on Monday tomorrow. 
So no way. Earlier, uh, earlier than predicted. So nice. uh, yeah, I was texting, texting with him last week, and he said, um, "Here's some news for." You. So I did do some digging, Galdi, actually. Oh fuck! Um, wait, so, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. I'm running my con- key. Did the conversation start first off? Hey man, I'm, are you sending those tear offs out? Uh, no, he was actually, yeah, he was calling to tell me that he was switching knee brace companies. Well. Yes. Okay. So there you go. And Thank I said, you. I said, that's old news, man. He's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I have known for like three months that you were switching knee braces. So he's like, there's a small community here in Canada. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. Um, yeah. He said back on the bike on Monday. Cool. So that's, awesome uh, that's good. good for him. And yeah. I mean, in all honesty, when he was laying here on my couch, man, it was it was doomsday uh, with the news that he received and everything. And, and we were all like going, you know, sitting here going, well, maybe mid-May, but fuck, beginning of April, right? So that's, yeah, that's good for him. That's, yeah. that's pumped. I wonder where he's going to the dunes because it'll be gnarly tomorrow. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his plan. I didn't ask him where he was. Uh, yeah. I assume he's going south, right? So if he um, was a real man, he'd go to the dudes. Yeah, yeah. Kyle Keith will be out there fucking riding tomorrow. Actually, I talked to the dozer this week. He called me up about asking yeah. about ammo membership. Yeah, he's gonna do some racing this year again. Oh, not good not any not any pro stuff. I don't think or nothing. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, yeah. He's doing everything's doing good. Is uh, working away. He's got the little baby growing up there, and things yeah. are good in the Keith family. So awesome cool to hear from him. Nice. Yeah, good. Uh, I just got a question that popped into my head while you guys are talking there. So going back to riders not getting gate drops. So if Dylan Wright and Tanner Ward weren't hurt this summer, where would we have seen them racing? Do you think? Would they have been down like in the States trying Supercross? I don't know. Like, I don't remember. Dylan, well, Tanner, well, so go Tanner, ahead, go ahead. Tanner, Tanner was out here racing arena cross when he got hurt, right? So oh, he right. Was doing, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. was doing future West arena cross. And I think he planned on doing some, some more, uh, some he would have done crosses. supercross for sure, right? Yeah, he had the done team more deal, supercrosses yeah. and stuff like that. Um, for Dylan, for example, I mean, I think you would have seen him do some, um, you know, he did like some overseas races and stuff like that. I don't, mm-hmm. you wouldn't have seen him doing U.S. supercross, but um, <clears throat> he would have done, you know, because he went to Paris, right, last last year or whatever okay, that was. Yeah, he right. did that yeah. race, and yeah, I remember that. Um, yeah, I think. I don't think you would have saw a lot of racing out of Dylan, more probably out of Tanner, but you would have saw a few bigger races from from yeah. Dylan. Right? So. You know, it would have been a huge stretch to maybe see Dylan do um, maybe not Argentina, but Sardinia or something like that, you know? Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. And he did, and Dylan did have uh, an opportunity to do World Supercross. He had a contract sent to him yes, to do World right. Supercross, yeah. which oh, was right. yeah. a little bit crazy considering, you know, he's not known for his uh, his, his track record. <laughs> yeah, his track record in Supercross, which whatever. But he yeah. did have an offer to do that, and he will do uh, Vancouver World Supercross because he, he does a wild card confirmed for that, that race. Yep. Um, New. But, but speaking of – Speaking of that MXGP today, fuck me, that track was gnarly. I only oh, watched yeah. the I only watched the highlights. Don't but say the, anything. Oh, don't say <laughs> spoilers. Anyway, I'm not going to tell you who won. I only watched they, first moto, and I want to. Those watch guys moto. are freaking incredible in the sand. Oh my yes, god, the yeah. way they jump and hop and leap and pull and it's crazy. Anyway. Yeah. So actually, Ken, do we have any more questions? Because now I could get Noof just opened up for this race tech rant with one of his comments that he just made. Actually, oh god, here we I go. I do, but just do it, and then we can okay. we can always no, come no, back. No, to no, questions. no, 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 I won't forget it. Let's finish the people's okay. questions. Let's do this. I think there's three more, uh, and they're all they'll all be quick. Uh, so some guy off Twitter named Buddy Guy, which I believe is a South Park reference. Uh, do we see more two fifty two stroke riders? 
that we haven't already talked about? I guess now that this rule, everybody kind of knows about it, it's been talked about a lot. Are we going to see guys who it kind of makes sense for them to ride uh, hopping on the, the 252 stroke? What do you guys think? It's fucking better. Like, yeah. why not take advantage of it? It's open season. Like, it's fucking better. Well, like, why not? We already see. I talked yeah, to you not? last week, Goldie, yeah. on this. Tanner Scott's going to ride one. He's got one, whether or not oh. they're racing or if they're just oh. being the social meatheady kind of thing. But, um, but I mean, I'm thinking, don't worry about the Canadian side of things. Let's bring, like, let's, some of these Yankees, come on up. Yeah. Well, I had a, I had a Facebook message from Colin Juren uh, last week asking me about the rule, not not for him, but a bunch of his North Pacific Northwest buddies, Carson yeah, Brown, local hopefully. pro guys, wanting to come up and ride two strokes now. Get your passport, yeah. and that's <laughs> it. You're good to go. Carson <laughs> Brown was the name literally tossed around. I had a conversation with him talking about him coming up and riding for one of the teams. Yeah. Oh, did you really? Yeah, yeah. he's busy, though. He, he's like, Ooh, I don't think I'll be able to do that. I'm like, well, it's not like a one fucking race, dude. It's a series. Anyway, it's, I'm like, he's like, what? What's how many races is this and that? I'm like, okay, don't, he's like, but anyway, yeah. there's there's conversations going there, um, all that kind of stuff. But like, it it better with this rule the way it is, yeah. and it is announced now. I think it's all it must be on the site because Diggs was showing me some stuff today. Actually, there's the the number plate now is Bob's Bob's Coolers or Bob's the new sponsor. For the Triple Crown Series is, where is that picture I took today? There it is. Bob the Cooler Company. What? Bob, Bob the, Cooler, the Company. Cooler Company. Okay, I'll, put it, I'll put it up on our uh, social feed for people <laughs> to look at it. I don't know what it is. What it, I'll look it up, get some stats on it. But Bob the Cooler Company is now where Armour was on the thing. Uh, okay. um, and anyway, that's what brought that up as we were talking about. I'm like, so our view managers all decided the rule's done. It's everything. Americans. Fuel and any champion, whoever it is, letter buck. Letter so th- it yeah. better. That answer should be yes. Yeah. There better be. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, another one from, so that last one from Reed Lapine was from like three weeks ago. This is a, a more recent one. Uh, and he wants to know, I guess, if Bogle comes up here and doesn't do great, will Americans look at that and say, oh, Canada's a, a more competitive series than I thought it was? Maybe I should go up there. I don't really understand the, the logic behind the question, you'd think Americans would look at it and go like, I want the easiest competition I can find, not the hardest competition I can find just to do better. But what do you guys think? Like, I guess the question is what, what effect do you think having a guy at Bogle's level come up here and, and race? What, what do you think we'll see? Well, there? I, I mean, it can, I know, go, yeah. it can go one of two ways, but I mean, I think what he's trying to say is, is like if Bogle comes up here and gets smoked, do Americans look at our series of being a little bit more, prestigious or not prestigious but a little more uh, tougher the competition's harder is what the guy's saying mm-hmm. but i mean this has happened in the past i mean and 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 like Millsaps was on pulp a couple weeks ago yeah. talking about canada and about how good the riders are right like it, it's the same old thing like our our riders on our tracks they haul ass it doesn't matter yeah. who you put you know we, we had this conversation all last year throughout the season it's like who could come up and beat Dylan right now out of the U S like, yeah, there's, there's like five guys that maybe could, could beat him, Right. So, yeah. um, but then there's tons of guys like nobody like Quinn Amiot and, 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 uh, and, you know, Parker Eels and Daniel Elmore and these guys that nobody's ever heard of um, that's rip at our, at our tracks. Right. And that's mm-hmm. been the, that's been the thing of no different if it was Christoph Porcel that came up or Brett Metcalf or Davey Millsaps, um, and the list, the list goes on and on. Right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, 
I think I think what what it does when a guy comes up here, whether he wins a, a, a bigger high profile American guy, whether he wins or loses, it it does give our series. It, it helps our series. There's no question yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah, uh, people are talking about it, right? So 100%. Look at Fasciotti, six time, right? Yeah. JSR, five time. Dylan's going uh, into his fourth in a row, fifth in a row, right? Four, four, I think, right? Four in a row. Yeah, three, four, fifties, one, two. So you add yeah. that up uh, since 2001. Like the Canadian domination on our home turf is pretty, it's the percentage is really high. Yeah. Um, there's been, you know, Matt Gurky's been the only one to sort of knock that door down Metcalf that one year. But um, other than that, the Canadians have been the one dominating whatever, whoever the American is that's been coming up. So, well, yeah, it's been um, in those from 01 to, to current day, it's been Metcalf one championship, right? It's been Millsap, three. Millsaps one championship and Gurky three. Yeah. No other it. American has won. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's true. Not, yeah. That's well, not du- well yeah. Dubok in 2000, I guess, but that was before JSR. So, that's, um, yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's uh, five championships out of the last, what'd you say, 2000? 22 so years. 22 years. Yeah. 22 years. Five, five Americans that have, uh, or international riders that have won our series. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, last question from Jet's Broken Rib, which I guess is a reference to Jet. Lawrence's broken rib when he crashed. Uh, very easy question. Shouldn't take long. Uh, who does better this year, Quinn Amiot or Sebastian Racine? Uh, I'll start with this one. Um, Quinn Amiot, uh, for the simple fact that he has to do better this year, um, where Racine is still growing, yes. uh, if you will. Yeah, I agree. Um, so if he were to do better, that's just an awesome thing for him. But Quinn Amiot uh, would be my vote on that one. What do you think, Noof? Racine. I mean, Racine was, uh, he was good last year. I mean, like, and he had some issues, but he almost won a moto. Mm. Uh, he was one one, one corner away from winning a moto. Um, yeah. He finished third in points. And I think that Quinn was, Quinn was probably the most improved rider last year. I just don't know how much larger the ceiling is for Quinn, to be honest with you. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. Well, you just lost a uh, uh, MXON pit bike of nature's teammate. Well, no, and I don't. I mean that in a positive way. I mean, he did surprise me in Supercross. I mean, yeah, he, me he was better than I thought he was going to be. I just think that I just think that Racine with this, yeah, I just think he's going to be a little bit better. Not much, a little bit. So, do you think he does? He gels with. Will he be better on the uh, MX one hundred one bike or? Uh... Just kind of a, a wash, but basically the same same deal. Yeah, I mean, I don't know necessarily whether he'll be better or worse on it. I think that I think that it, it's probably a positive for him in the sense that he grew up with those guys. He knows Kevin Tyler. It's yeah, a much more family that, yeah. uh, family for him. It's home, right? Like, yeah, he, he went back home, and he's he's with people, surrounded by people. You know that he lives close to Sandalie. It, it just it just makes sense. So whether that you know, gives the extra little, um, you know, push that he needs to, you know, find those moto wins um, at a more consistent, consistent rate. But I was actually shocked that he finished third. I didn't even know he finished third in points last year, to be honest <laughs> with you. But that's yeah. pretty good for your rookie. That was his rookie year, right? Yeah. So um, I just think that, you know, third in the points, uh, Quinn definitely had moments last year where I was like, holy shit, you know, I, I watched him track down Marco Canella and almost get a podium at, at Kamloops in the in the second moto, and 
you know, he was good at Sandalee. He was good at Gopher. Like, um, he did get a podium in one of the triple or the sprint motors, right yeah. at Walton. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I just think, I just think, uh, overall racing just has a little bit of a, a edge on him. All good points. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's it for questions. So, uh, Galdi, I guess, uh, let's hear this fucking rant. Let's do it. I'm sick. Okay. Let's let's do four do weeks, it. man. Uh, I mean, we can sit on it again because I have another one about other things. But uh, so, Race Tech rant: uh, Go support Charlie Johnson Race Suspension out of Alberta. There, Race Tech is uh, um, a Race Tech service center, and the Race Tech guys are big supporters of ours. So, my rant here is kind of a buildup of a few things that Noof has done. Um, I'm very close with my friend Noof from time to time. Every once in a while, I uh, I like to just you know punch him out, um, but it's not nice to hit a girl. So I'll just hit him with a race tech rant. <laughs> so Noof, you may not remember this, but you just kind of brought it up there by saying about Dylan being a wild card. Well, mm-hmm. if you actually listen to the shows that we produce mm-hmm. in the interview with Justin Thompson, mm-hmm. the Canadian racers are a fill in for that event. Oh, okay. So he cannot be a wild card. Mm. So my rant is if you would just please do the work prior to our shows. That's well, one. That is well, one. Well, what do you mean they're a fill-in for the race? They're going to be like the halftime show, as I of know. right now. But do you not remember our dear friend Derek Schuster telling us that Dylan Wright is a wild card confirmed for World Supercross? That was before okay. the podcast okay. came out with Justin okay. Thompson changing that. That's why okay. I said sometimes you need to do <laughs> the work, my friend. Okay. Okay, so – that was upsetting that you didn't listen to my interview with Justin. It was okay. What else? Okay. Keep going. Keep going. The the other one, if you remember correctly, you lost it on the show saying that you, uh, I had to do, I had to do that podcast at 7 a.m. Man, they made me do it at 7 a.m. No, Ryan, you were supposed to be doing it on Sunday night, but you chose (laughs) to get drunk with your friends over our job. Okay. You could have took the phone and gone into some room, asked the hotel lady and said, Hey, can I borrow this room for 45 minutes? But no, you had to get drunk. Okay. Okay. I have no comeback for that. So that was, uh, that was it. Oh, and my other one is you also said on the pulp show that time you're saying, I've been really, I, I, I don't say, yeah, no anymore. You say, yeah, no, all the time to start your interviews. Every oh, I didn't time. really yeah, know I that know. you paid, paid this much attention to. No, he actually had me go through and and check the last couple yeah. episodes. Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> and, and Ken found some. I found and... four in the in the episode before the the one when he said that. I found four. I just want to I yeah. want to keep us and at a more high standard. After, Noof, but... I want to make sure that we're delivering the proper information to the <laughs> okay. customers and our sponsors. And okay. if you want, when you go back and listen to this show, which you won't do because you say you never listen to shows, yeah. the very first question Ken asked. Hey, what's been going on? How was your week? I'll start with you, Noof. Yeah, no, we were down riding and everything. <laughs> it's my yeah, nervous tick. It's my nervous tick. <laughs> I don't... Tech rants and my yeah. buddy Noof just busted his balls. Um, my other one, though, is, is that so today with Gopher Dunes opening, of course, social networking is everybody's uh, shot of, of uh, testosterone and aggression. I can be so big and say what I want behind the computer and everything. There were literally people talking shit on the track today on their social network. Mm-hmm. Like, are you fucking serious? Like, what did they expect? They went out. It was groomed, brand new when he got there. It mm. was soft because the fucking snow just left. Yes. 
and it was still a blast. Yet there were some people that came down and bitched about it. Like how small does your life have to be where you need to bitch about something that's open in the month of March for you to do something that you enjoy, but it's not up to your precious little standard with a rut or a bump or the jump isn't there or you can't get your your girlfriend to take an Instagram or your mommy and daddy can't see you go super fast. Like you need to really take a look at it and not post on your social network, those things. And the funny thing is I got it sent to me a couple of them. I don't follow these people or anything, but they, <laughs> excuse me, there's a screenshot and I'm just like, Oh my God. Like what? Like are they people, you know? Oh yeah. hundred percent people. I know like just yeah. step back guys. Like, but it's like, why, why, the point? why do it? Why do it? Like, okay. I understand if it's something that is controllable by the track owner or something like that, but dude, it's Mar- end of March. Winter is still in effect in the fucking it's motocross. Like, what do you, what do you want? I don't, you know yeah. what? We're Send all guilty of it at yeah. some point in time where we might put something out there where we use a social feed to make ourselves bigger than we are. Cause we're not going to say something or whatever it is, but like, man, those little tiny pettiness like that, like you're just, you're just creating animosity and and because like I said, I would have never seen it, but someone yeah. screenshot it and sent it to me. Because yeah, I've yeah. seen it from this person and there was about three or four of them that came in. And I'm just like, why? Like what's the point? Like what does that do for you? And they're like that. Like I I and I'm like, I want to fucking say this. I'm like, you know what, what's the point? Like why do I what's the matter? What's it gonna do? There's no resolution, it's not gonna say anything, it's not it's not that funny, it might piss somebody off or whatever like that. It is what it is. But anyway, that I just I don't know. The, the social side of things is, is fuck. It's just so goddamn dig a knife in your back type shit all the time. And it's it, with, it, it, we're already so goddamn small. Yeah. Like you put something up there on it. You think we're not going to see it? Think somebody's not going to see it? I know who it is. And I'll, I fucking, I deleted them off Facebook. I'm like, fuck it. I don't need to hear this guy's shit anymore. He's a fucking idiot. There you go. Fuck him. Yeah. Good. So, yeah. Yeah, I got like three Race months before rant. I get before I get to ride a dirt bike. So if they're sitting there complaining right now, well, it won't be three months, yeah, but it'll no be kidding. a month and a half probably. But listen to Ken, everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> poor so. Ken. That's a, that'll be my rebuttal if I see it. Yeah. Imagine if you were Ken. Yeah, just imagine living in Saskatchewan. <laughs> well, poor poor Kenny doesn't even know what time it is in the world because they don't do daylight savings. No, yeah, I can't keep track of anything. Yeah. Uh, I I just like I, this. Saskatchewan, just throw up their arms. Yeah, we're not changing the clocks. That yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Screw yeah. you guys. Yeah. But uh that's my race tech rant right there. Hit up Charlie Johnson, race suspension, big supporter of ours. Race tech, 35 years of providing factory level suspension to the everyday rider. And we have one of them on the phone. That is Ryan Lockhart. He runs factory level suspension. Yes, sir. There you go. So can we just before we get to the end of this and we, we hit up our other guys like Mm-hmm. Can you really believe that no one jumped on the fact that you were leaping into the air into a chicken Big Mac, <laughs> looking a little <laughs> bit big from winter winter coverage? No, oh, I know you had it, an under roost on, uh, but like I'm the just symbology like, oh, of this that is, gonna is just great. unreal. This is going to be yeah. fucking great. <laughs> Nobody like nothing. Yeah, like, I, I liked I, it. I yeah. I, 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 I put it like... on my my Instagram story, and yeah, I got some typical comments on it. But yeah, no, I. Fuck, I just said, yeah, no, again, Jesus Christ, <laughs> you got me was, think. Ah, yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, uh, like, that was a perfect course. photo. I'm, I'm out of shape, clearly. Um, I we all are. am jumping the KTM 350 into the chicken Big Mac. It's like perfect. <laughs> 
It's amazing. Yeah. I was waiting for you should you should actually uh buy that off of John Bowman and make a like a nice picture for your house. Yeah. Like if you ever if you ever get it wealthy enough to have like yeah. a man cave or like, something like that. This is this was like some of the comments. Some guy like was like yeah, don't that those chicken Big Macs are not yeah. very good. They're yeah. not very good. I'm don't like, eat don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> I, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna drive actually I'm gonna get off my three fifty, drive my kids KTM fifty over yeah. to McDonald's, to grab us a, some yeah. fucking lunch and drive it back. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit. Good time yeah. there for sure. I know. I know. The other one shared in our group though was nice, Snoop. I thought that was a good shot. You look healthy in that photo. No, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, like working, it's a work in progress, boys. Five fifteen comes early tomorrow morning for my morning run. So, at what stage, Noof, does when you go to that blackout moment where the shirt has to come off? I mean, I've been. I do that too. I took my pants off in Bahamas. Ken, I'll send you that video. You'll love it. <laughs> but what stage Can't is wait. it? Like, where do we get to that point where we have to take our clothes off? Yeah, I don't. It's uh, yeah. Oh, it's I showed my ass at the fucking donations. I forgot. I took my pants off at donations in front of yeah. I don't know, thirty thousand people. Thirty thousand people. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a deep and dark place. <laughs> yeah. But it's comedy. Yeah, but later, you're like, yeah, yeah. I wonder. Yeah, it, I'm like, I'm such was it that idiot. shot or was it the drink or did someone yeah. tell me to well, do that, it? That or maybe it was a song. It's a song. Oh, that was the healer because I haven't done it much lately because like I'm not. Not that I was ever fit, but I was a lot fitter than I am now. So it was like whatever. But yeah, it was the tequila on that. Nice. On that but uh, Arriba! yeah, yeah, it was time to go home. So that's usually that, the best part when yeah. you take your shirt off at a bar. That it's usually time to go home. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> that's rule of thumb. It's time to go. Yeah. Good job, buddy. Get yeah. the hell out of here. <laughs> yeah, it's time to go. Yeah. Oh shit. Well, I'm going to sign up for the gym tomorrow because you guys. Brought up uh, going to that Southwick race, and I am it's not in any you're kind in. of. It's, I am it's, not it's, in it's any kind of shape for that. Budget. So you're gonna, you're yeah. flying to Toronto, okay, on on our dime, on the okay. CMXU dime. What and bike? You're driving what? with me, Diggs, and Noof, and you are going in the truck and trailer. What do I do for and a bike? No, no, I'm going to Hartford. You guys pick me up in Hartford. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> no fucking way. There's no way we're driving your shit down there. <laughs> you get to come in all freaking red carpet. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. No, it's part of the trip. We can do a show on the fucking trip. Mm-hmm. We could and do Ken, one right in the truck. Yeah. Ken will just ride your bike, right? Uh, He can, yeah, if he wants, yeah. 450 well, yum Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't, uh, well, I have a bike, bring, but I can't get it. We're going to bring one from Diggs, too, so I'll have a Honda. But you know what? We'll take Piccolo's race bike for you. We'll <laughs> yeah. we'll Dylan, bike. No, we'll take Dylan's race bike to yeah. get Ken into a situation down <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't we'll make, make it, it to the line. Yeah. yeah. So there we go. It's on. Now, okay. October well, I'm signing up tomorrow the for the gym. Yeah, and then I'm going to race all summer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so All there right, you go, boys. boys. Another show in the books. Big thanks to KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gas Gas, Race Tech, and Bristol Coachworks. Those are the main big dogs for helping us out. Ammo, Matrix Concepts Canada, and Guts Racing. Um, Ken, send it off, buddy. That was another good one. A, a couple good laughs. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I think Newf wins the uh, Newf wins the, wins the show with two ring on the fifty. That's that's pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Wait till my kid rides the bike next and it fucking blows up because. I, <laughs> Yeah, that will be. No tires on it. Yeah, super Mozart tires on it. There's no track. Oh yeah, the tires are screwed. (laughs) Uh, All right, boys. Have a good one. You betcha. Later. Talk to you guys later. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.